Hello everyone and welcome to the Let's Chat Formula One podcast. On this podcast we talk about Formula One and everything in between. I'm your host Chloe Prinsloo and let's just get right into it. Hello everyone, it's me Chloe Prinsloo and I'm here to to provide you guys with the weekly F1 news roundup since there isn't a race this weekend. Now, I'm going to be completely honest with you, I have kind of been lacking on my podcast skills, um, where I didn't upload a podcast episode last week, and I'm pretty sure the week before also, so I'm kind of just bringing this out just to kind of start another pod, like another episode, um, because I don't want to pick up on that habit of not doing that, since this is something that I want to continue for a while, um, so there isn't a race this weekend as you might all know (laughs) and if you didn't you know now um our (laughs) last race was last weekend and that was the um spain grand prix um let's just do a little recap on that i actually didn't make any notes on it so i'm just basically going to be winging this um (laughs) but the spain grand prix went quite well um i'm just gonna go over the um race reports that formula one has sent out just so that you guys can get a little um recap on it (laughs) i've lost like all my words it is seven o'clock at night so (laughs) yeah um so Basically, Red Bull driver Max Verstappen delivered another commanding performance en route to victory in today's Spanish Grand Prix, leading home the Mercedes machines of Lewis Hamilton and George Russell, with teammate Sergio Perez being fourth. Um, Verstappen controlled the race from lights out to the checkered flag to chalk up his fifth win of the 2023 season, and his third triumph of the circuit de Barcelona, Catalunya. Um, while further increasing his lead in the championship standings. So the top five of the Spanish Grand Prix was Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell, Perez and Sainz. Um, Charles Leclerc also gained a spot from Shinoda's sanction but was unable to secure a point after wholesale changes to his Ferrari post-qualifying and his first Q1 exit since the 2019 Monaco Grand Prix. So um, qualifying is set up into three sectors, which I'm actually, now that all of this stuff is coming up, I think I actually need to do a little episode about that, where where I basically just explain the um, layout of the Formula One Grand Prix. Um, But uh, qualifying is set um, into three sections, uh, Q1, Q2, and Q3. Um, Q1, the bottom five go out. Q2, the bottom five go out. And Q3, that is the starting grid for the top 10. Um, so there's 20 drivers in total. Q1, the f- the bottom five go out, which leaves 15. Q2, the bottom five goes out, which, e- which leaves 10. And then Q3 is just basically you securing your spot if you have made it to that. So unfortunately, Charles Leclerc couldn't make it past Q1 at the Monaco Grand Prix. Um, if there was just a little like more seconds on the clock, he possibly would have made it. Um, but yeah, um, I'm just trying to see if there's anything else that I can get. 
Um, Verstappen, Hamilton, Russell, Alonso, Perez and Gasly were the top six runners and the drivers yet to stop as the lap counter hit 19 out of 66 with signs heading the train of cars that had pitted and the wait going on to see how the various strategies would converge. Um, then, yeah, it's just basically... I was just about to say, it's basically talking about the race. Well, yeah, it's a race report, so obviously. Um, but that's mostly everything about the Spanish Grand Prix that you had to pick up. There wasn't anything hectic that happened. Um, unfortunately, Leclerc did miss out on a reward after his pit lane start, rising to P11 and getting to within a second of Gasly at the finish as she noticed day ended with the frustrating 12, ahead of lapped finishes Piastri and De Frias. The key quote of the Spanish Grand Prix was, it's a big pleasure, pleasure to drive with cars like this, said race winner um, Verstappen, after he jumped out of his RB19. A win here, it's incredible. It was a strong weekend from myself, from the team, and hopefully we can keep this up. So... After that, there was a two-week break, and unfortunately, this weekend is the weekend of that. Um, so there isn't anything planned. Well, there isn't a race this weekend. Um, and our next race is this coming weekend, and it is the Canadian Grand Prix. It is in exactly five days. Um, and yeah, for my time, which is GMT plus two, um, the, the race is at eight o'clock. So, yeah. <laughs> um, with all of that being said, let's get into the weekly F1 news roundup for you guys. Um, and now there was something quite big that happened earlier this week. And we'll get into that later on. But let's start with the top three headlines that has hit the F1 community this week. Okay, so since we were already on the topic of the Canadian Grand Prix in Montreal, I always like it's such a tongue twister for some reason. Montreal, such and it also sounds like L'Oreal. <laughs> so it's a tongue twister. So I do apologize if I do not say it right. Montreal. <laughs> um. Okay. Anyways. <laughs> So, Ricardo will join Toronto-born comedian Will Arnett for the Montreal race and similar broadcasts of the Austin and Las Vegas races later in the year. The show, which will be known as The Grandstand, with Daniel Ricardo and Will Arnett, personally me, I think that's an amazing name, will start at uh, 5 to 2 p.m. ET on race day. It will run in parallel with the regular live race coverage on ABC. Ricardo and Honor will talk about the live race as it unfolds with help of special guests. Ricardo states that this is going to be a hoot and as you'd expect, Will and I are going to have some fun with the show, but we're hoping it feels like you're watching F1 with your mates. We will have some amazing guests, plenty of laughs, and with some luck, bring fans another step closer to the sport that I love so much. Buckle up, America, prepare yourselves. So, with, with all of that being said, that was just basically taken out of an article on um, ESPN, I'm pretty sure. It was taken out of an article on there. Um, so, let's revise and <laughs> talk about it with all of that being said. So, personally, me, I think that this is an amazing idea since Daniel's first win was taken here in Montreal, um, 
And yeah, the name is very catchy. Like if I saw that name, I'd be like, hmm, the grindstand with Daniel Ricciardo and Will Arnett. Let's tune in. Check what's happening. <laughs> um, and to think, and with these two, basically, um, one is a comedian, and Daniel is a comedian to all of that to all of us. So, with all of that being said, you can wonder how this is gonna end. <laughs> there's gonna be laughs. There's gonna be stares. There's gonna be looks, but. Yeah, <laughs> I just think that this is going to be an amazing experience for fans at home and fans attending. Like Daniel has stated, it will be like you are watching F1 with the mates. So moving on to the next point, Ashton Martin announces Honda as their 2026 engine partner. Okay, so a little bit of background information. <laughs> Um, Ashton Martin currently has and uses a Mercedes engine and Honda has quite a long history in the sport, but, a big but, not with Ashton Martin, but with Red Bull Racing. Although with this manufacturer leaving, they still supply engine to Red, they still supply engines to Red Bull powertrains which powers the Red Bull and Alpha Tori teams. This deal running only until the end of the 2025 season. With that being said, Ashton Martin will switch. Lauren Stroll has stated earlier this week that he would love to welcome Honda and Honda Racing Corporation, HRC, to the Ashton Martin Formula One family. Now, there's a lot that goes into this, and if you really, really want to read up on it, I definitely recommend the, um, uh, Sky Sports site. Um, I don't know why that took me so long, but I definitely recommend that. Um, and if you cannot find it, then just type in on Google Ashton Martin 2026 Honda, um, engine partner, and it will come up. That's if you really want to go read up more about it and all the logistics and everything that goes on behind the scenes and all of that little nitty gritty details. So moving on to the last headline before we get into the major thing that happened earlier this week. The tire blanket uh, ban vote in July. So earlier this week, Ferrari, yeah. <laughs> earlier this week, Ferrari and Mercedes drivers have notched up over 600 laps between them over the course of two days of lapping the Circuit de Barcelona Catalunya, <laughs> host of last weekend's Spanish Grand Prix. As Pirelli tested a selection of proposed tire compounds for the 2024 season. Now, with all of that being said, Pirelli is um what should we call it <laughs> they are preparing for the ban of tire okay so for some odd reason my recording unfortunately cut off but luckily i noticed it before i continued so earlier this week um pirelli um 
was running the tires that weren't heated by tire blankets. And the two days of action gave her really important information ahead of the proposed 2024 tire blanket ban. <laughs> um, Isola says further refinements still have to be made before the next test, which takes place in the days after the British Grand Prix. That will be the final run before the FIA and the teams vote on whether or not to ban tyre blankets for the next season. These were two very important days of testing as we gathered plenty of useful information to come up with the best possible choices for next year. In terms of construction, there are still just a few details to fine-tune, while during the test we began to identify a solid development ban for these compounds, especially for the middle of what will be the 2024 range. All the running took place without using tyre blankets, and we verified a few interesting things on track. I keep getting cut off, so I do apologise. Um, so basically, they verified a few interesting things on track. Now they move forward into a complete analysis of all the data so that we head into the next test at Silverstone after the British Grand Prix, as well prepared as we can be. So that is what Isla said. <laughs> um, and yeah, that's just basically everything about it. So let's get into the news that I was talking about earlier this episode. Okay, so earlier this week it was announced that there was a potential Grand Prix that would be held, would possibly be held next year. Now, everyone was so excited and all this type of stuff, but then it came forward that, unfortunately, this Grand Prix has been paused for the moment since all the politics and stuff that's happening there. So, basically, the Grand Prix that I'm talking about is the South African Grand Prix. And the reason I bring this up and the reason it's such an important thing is because I do live in South Africa, Cape Town. Um, and Cape Town actually hosts the Formula E, so this was quite a shock to everyone since, um, the Formula E is here and the Formula E is powered by the FIA, so it was just quite a shock to us and all that, um, especially with Cape Town now having a track, we were pretty expecting to get the F1 race to come here, it was between Kailami, which is in Joburg, and possibly Cape Town, if that were to be an option. It hasn't been said that it is. But let's just get into why F1 paused the South African Grand Prix plans for 2024. Okay, so Formula One has paused the plans to restore the South African Grand Prix to the calendar for 2024. But a Kailami race for the following season will not be, has been ruled out. Has not been ruled out. Um, so... We have been scratched from the 2024 season, but it is said that we have not been scratched from the 2025 one and we are still on the list for potential things. That is if all of this politics and stuff that has been happening stops. So let's get into that. Um... Formula One has paused their race in Africa, a return to the famed Kailami circuit, which has last hosted a Grand Prix in 1993, has long been the front runner. Formula One CEO and President Stefano 
Domanikali has held meetings with circuit officials and other South African Grand Prix stakeholders over the past year to revive the event. Everyone is so strong on this um, uh, Grand Prix. Everyone wants it to come. Everyone wants this to happen. A race in Africa, everyone wants. Um, and so many people have actually like come out about it saying especially drivers they've been like we want to race in africa we want to race in south africa and all this type of stuff um but unfortunately with everything that's been happening it is not going to be taken forward next year but hopefully in 2025 we'll get it and i'll also explain some other little secrets that's the whole world knows but oh well <laughs> so um a 2024 slot was originally in mind although there was a bid to add the event to the 2023 schedule um last year it was already spoken about to add us to the 2023 schedule but unfortunately there was financial problems or something like that um i don't know i'm not big on politics <laughs> like i'm big on politics but not if that makes sense um the collapse of those talks paved the way for the Belgian Grand Prix host circuit spa to agree a one-year extension. It's second short-term deal in a row and it will remain on the calendar for 2024. So Belgium's um, contract is now only, um, whatchamacallit, is now only a year extended. So... Um, like as like it was stated yeah it's their second short-term deal in a row and belgium only has their spot for another year which is next year so they're kind of thinking of adding us onto the the spot for 2025 since belgium spots will be open um but that's only if everything like stops happening a South African Grand Prix will now not go ahead until 2025 at the very earliest. Motorsport.com understands that if one is reluctant to push ahead with potentially unstable plans for a 2024 race, that might lead to the event collapsing before its contracted term has fully elapsed. The delay to the plans for the Kailami race follows accusations from the United States ambassador to South Africa that the country has supplied arms to Russia. So, a few... I won't say months, I'll say weeks. A few weeks ago, there was a Russian ship um, spotted here in Cape Town. And no one had any clue about this. No one knew nothing. I mean, the government didn't say anything, nothing like that. So we didn't know what was going on. And it came out in an article a few weeks after, which I think about three weeks ago it came out, that there was arms being supplied to Russia, but no one knows if there actually was. So there's a lot of conspiracies and theories going on. So there isn't like a definite thing, but yeah, <laughs> uh, which maintains a warm political relationship. So with that being said, there's a supposed um, relationship between South Africa and Russia being the political part where we have a political relationship with Russia. Um, so, yeah, I, I have no clue. <laughs> F1 did terminate the Russian Grand Prix contract last year following the Ukrainian and Russian war. 
2022, there was a desire to add Africa to the calendar. Um, there were areas of the world that wants to have Formula One. And I think that one area that we want to develop is the African area. We are a world championship and that's an area where we are not yet. Um, Lewis Hamilton also came forward and said he, um, we have a race on every single continent except for Africa. And he definitely wants to see it before he retires. He definitely wants to race here in Africa before he retires. So he is very, very strong on it. And Max Verstappen is also very strong on it. He hasn't really said anything about this or anything, um, involving this or related to this, but... He, a few years ago, he did come out and say that he definitely wants to race in Africa before he retires or so. So, uh, one of the drivers, seven-time world champion Lewis Hamilton, is the most public advocate of the return to Kailami. Um, at the Miami Grand Prix last month, he said that I like the direction personally that F1 is going in. I've been here, like so many people, here a long time. I like the change that we are seeing and it's exciting coming to different parts of the world and different circuits. We are on all the other continents. So I'm hoping that we go to Africa soon and that we that it will be an amazing experience for everyone to experience the culture there. So, um, yeah. Uh, I'm very happy that Lewis is very, like, demanding and um, tight on his decision. Like, he wants it and all this type of stuff. Um, and hopefully, like, I mean, we do have a circuit. It's Kailami, which is in Joburg. But hopefully they can think a little bit outside of the box and see that, that Cape Town Street Circuit is also an option because, I mean... Our circuit has our street circuit has been approved by the FIA um, for the Formula E, which we will be holding for the next ten years. Um, and Cape Town is also is also you know, I can't speak. Cape Town is also thinking of possibly going independent. So hopefully that will put in a good name, especially if this stuff doesn't stop and Cape Town's like trying to get independent by next year. So if all of this political stuff doesn't stop, then hopefully they can think and be like, hey, we already have a, a, a circuit in Cape Town and Cape Town's still a part of Africa. So yeah, I don't know. But I'm very heavy on the decision that F1 should come here. But personally, me, I think they should think a little bit outside of the box and possibly think about Cape Town since they have approved our street circuits. So, I mean, yeah. And Formula E races where Formula One races. So it's just, I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but that's basically everything for this week that has come out and been said. Um, if there's anything that I... Um, whatchamacallit, mistook or missaid and all that type of stuff, then please let me know in the um, podcast commentary section. <laughs> sounded so, um, whatchamacallit formal over there. I can't speak. I keep saying whatchamacallit. I keep going, um, 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 um. Okay, if I got a dollar every single time I said, um, yeah, I'd be rich. <laughs> I almost said it again. <laughs> Okay, so that's everything for this week, and I will see you guys. What what are my posting days? I forgot my posting days. That's how long I haven't posted. It's it's been two weeks. Um, I think I post on 
I post, oh yes, it's a Thursday and a Sunday slash Monday, depending on the days. Um, but I know it's a definite Thursday for me to talk about the race week ahead, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And then it's depending on when the race is. If it's a night race, then the podcast will come out Monday morning. And if it's a um, an evening or morning race, the podcast will come out Sunday. So it really depends. But I'll see you guys on Thursday, hopefully, um, for the Montreal race preview um so yeah bye guys i hope you all enjoyed your week and i will see you guys next next week (laughs) bye